Yo, what up, what up? From Hypebeast Radio, I'm Manning, and this is Mike Line, a show that looks to discover the origin story of your favorite artist or major player in the music industry. We ask the questions that you always wanted to get answered, and you never know who may pop by. For this episode of Mike Line, we talk to Baby Mother to discuss her upcoming album, fandom, being a Southern woman MC in hip-hop, and a ton more. Welcome to Mike Line. All right, um, so for this episode of Mike Line, we have someone that I've been a fan of from afar for a minute. I got put on her music by a fellow music writer, and he, I remember he told me, like, hey, this is rapper in the South right now. Super dope. Something like you ever heard of. Just think Gangsta Boo with just more, with like a different type of attitude. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll let her introduce herself. Oh, well, hello, guys. My name is Baby Mother. Nice. Um, and, where, and where you're from? I'm from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, so I guess I will do a general backstory. Uh, I will ask for when did you start making music and why? Shit. I guess I've been like rapping or something similar since I was like a kid, like maybe like fifth grade, sixth grade. But seriously, like taking music serious, I only been doing it for about six years now. It's going on six years. I just started taking it serious for like the past six years. Nice, nice. But why? What made you take it serious? My kids. Mm. It's like you gotta wait on people to give you a job, and or you go to school, and in order for you to go to school, you gotta be able to afford childcare, and in order for you to afford child care you have to get a job so it's just like it's like a never-ending cycle of like waiting on people to tell me what i can and can't do mm. so i was just like well i'm finna see what this rapper shit is like because people actually liked my music so it was like let's see what happens and man <laughs> it's been doing good ever since yeah uh, so was this like a sense of like like frustration it was just like it wasn't even frustration it was just like okay it was more like I give up, mm. but it was like I can't give up because I got people to take care of. So it's like, what can I do? And I knew back then, like I could use Bandcamp, and if people was buying my shit off of Bandcamp, that money came straight to me. Mm. So even in the beginning, like when it was like super super hard, and I wasn't making no shit ton of money, mm. it was still like I was getting, I was being able to use money from music to supplement whatever the fuck else I had going on. Cause I was doing hair and shit too. Mm. But like, yeah, like it's, it's just been going up ever since. It's never been like a, like a moment where it's like, I feel backwards or fell off. It's like every year I elevate and I make a little bit more money each year and it yeah. gets better and better each year. So it's like, I might as well stick with it for now at least. I think for the outside looking in, it's been looking like that just because I just feel like I want to say three years ago when I first stumbled on your music, it was like, oh, this is super, it was like a cool secret. But now it's just like, it's just not denying it. It's just like, yo, she's a lot better than a lot of other people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like a lot better. I think, I guess I want to talk about that beginning. When did you feel, so you had to essentially teach yourself how to do, maybe produce, um, upload stuff yourself, um, yeah, download. It's, it started off like I literally it did not have a place to record. Mm. So I would have to like, I had a Samsung Galaxy tab and I would use like the voice notes on there and I would listen to like the instrumental on another phone mm-hmm. and I would record 
into my tablet and send it to one of my friends so they could clean up the vocals as good as they could. So my first three projects was recorded on the tablet. <laughs> oh, snap. Yeah. And then from there, I just found somebody. My my main producer, his name is Rob Floyd. He mm-hmm. just showed they showed up at my house like the Jehovah's Witnesses one day. It was like, <laughs> Are you are you baby mother? Um we we heard a lot about you and we want to you know, let you know, like we got a studio. You could come anytime and I make beats and da, da, da. so I started working with them and that's how I ended up getting a place to record. And I still go over there and record to this day. Like that's my studio, honestly. Mm. But yeah, I definitely had to teach myself a lot of this shit because I don't know nothing about music and well I just know I like to make it. I don't know nothing about like the technical shit or the fin- like the business aspect of it. Mm. Cause I don't even think that music should be a business for real. But I mean, I guess if it wasn't, I wouldn't be able to live off of it. Why did you say that? Because, like, I feel like, I don't even think it should, I don't want to say I don't think it should be a business, but I, I think, like, the wrong people make the most money off of out of the business aspect of it. It's like, there's no reason why, like, CEOs of, like, labels and shit should be making more money than the artists, because if mm-hmm. it wasn't for the artists, then you wouldn't have nothing to run like i don't think it's fair how artists get treated especially financially how we usually end up having to in order to make the most money we have to do shit that we probably wouldn't even do mm-hmm. but when we do go the route where we make the most money we still have to give like a big portion of it to somebody who didn't don't even give a fuck about what it took to make this as a person because mm. it takes a lot out of me i know me myself it takes a lot out of me to create something so it's like i should get reimbursed for that yeah and you can't really put a price on it but i still don't think it's fair what are some of the things you've seen that's like make you think that way or just i just watch people in general mm. like and even i just had to fire my manager not too long ago for being weird and shopping my album behind my back like just weird stuff like that that made me realize it's like everybody just really look at this shit as a way to come up and they don't care necessarily about the art aspect of it. And I care about both, but I care more about the genuineness and the art aspect. I, I care about expressing myself accurately because to me, like this is therapy. Mm. It's not just like a way to get rich. It's, I, it's, it's helpful for me. And I hate that people think that look at me is just like an opportunity. Yo, I like because to me. So I was just talking about this with a couple of um, music writers. And I'm just like, I honestly be feeling bad for artists sometimes, especially now. It's because it really is like a um, I don't know. It's just like pimp shit. It's mm-hmm. just like that person is really, really attractive quote unquote just a hot artist mm-hmm. and then this person coming through saying I can lead you away and get you the most money but I need this cut but then you are just using you and I feel like it's happening more and more yeah. especially now because artists becoming more disposable because of the streaming and it's like look we're not even looking for a career person we just want this one song that can last us until the summer after that once we get our money back it's whatever. Yeah. Um, do you think it's feel like it's, it's harder for artists now to maneuver or not to maneuver, to be true to their self and their music um, than before? Or do you? I think it is if they don't want to be like, I think people get caught up in making the most money. Mm. Cause it's just like, 
I feel like I'm doing pretty decent. And then it took a minute for me to get to a decent part. You know, I'm definitely not rich, but, you know, I pay my bills and I live every day off of music that I make. And so it's just like people get greedy. And I think that's what make people sign like record deals and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and be so ready to just throw all that bullshit away for a chunk of change that's ne- not even necessarily theirs. Like mm. I'm real, it's just like they just be th- like desperate and greedy. And it's like, if you really good at what you do, I don't feel like you have to take no shortcuts mm. because the work will speak for itself. Cause it's like, I'm, I'm not the top artist in the country right now. And I don't have millions of fans, but I got enough fans to like live mm. comfortably right now and so it's just like I don't see the point in not staying true to my music I'm gonna make what I want to make regardless because somebody gonna like it it might not be the majority but somebody gonna like it enough to buy it and pay for it and listen to it and stream it and you know a lot of people that like to act like what I'm doing is so wrong and you know it's it's not cool and it's it's lame. Be the same one streaming my shit in private, like mm-hmm. listening to my shit, because they ashamed to say that they enjoy something like what I'm doing because it's not what everybody else enjoys. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. No, I definitely agree because I think what you're showing is one. You have like there is no fallout floor. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like some of these people are microwavable where some of these artists are just like, they make this huge rise and then they're gone like that. I yeah. think you are a testament of what it should be. Whereas you're growing, you're getting better, your fans is getting better. And these guys were with you. Like people are super loyal to you. Like yeah. I said, like when I first heard it because someone told me and then I listened to it and then that's just how it is. And it's just like, you got all these people spreading the word, but then once it's done, and then also you're completely you. I just think that's so underrated now. I think that's what makes I love your music because like when you hear it, it's baby mother, mm-hmm. you know? It's just a no, well, who's this? Oh, it just sounds like such and such. Like, no. Right, right, right. What is your creation process like? Cause um, it's just everything makes, everything is, tells a story. Man, it's different every time. It's like, my brain don't never shut up. <laughs> and it's kind of annoying, but I don't know. It's like my brain always throwing words around in my head. And it's like, if I get mad about something, I just sit and be mad. And it's like, I call my friends and vent. Even after I vent, my brain is still like focused on that. And it's just like throwing words around, throwing words around. I be in the shower, my brain throw words around. It's like, it's always something. That's why I can't, I can't freestyle. Mm-hmm. Because I, I was starting, I'd be like, okay, this is how I'm going to start. And i start thinking about it. And then my brain would be like, okay, say this. But then it'd be like another part of my brain that'd be like, but wait, what if you say this? And it's like, it, it just throws words around. So I can't freestyle because <laughs> I, have, I, I think too much. Yeah. And so that's really what my creation process is. It's just like, I really just think too much. And so something to pop, something cool to pop in my head and I just write it down mm-hmm. in, the, in my notes on my phone. And I just build from that. Or like... I be in my feelings and I just write from there. It's, it's different every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's been your favorite part of this journey so far? Man, I guess going on tour with Earl was really cool. That was the best. That's been the best moment, honestly. That was that was a really cool ass tour. Nice. Yeah. I guess what city that you've never been when you were on tour that you like fell in love with? 
Shit, fucking <laughs> Rhode Island. Rhode <laughs> <laughs> It was random, but they was really like neat. That that was that was such a random show. <laughs> but I wasn't expecting that. It was like we was really tired at this point of the tour. It was like we over it. And it was um not Kel Smith was on the tour. It was his last day. Mm-hmm. And everybody was low-key kind of sad because it was his last day. And so we was like, fuck it, we finna get turned up. Mm-hmm. And we got a bottle of Hennessy. And that bottle was done before Earl even got on the stage. <laughs> and so Earl was like, we don't got no more Hennessy. Where the Hennessy at? And I guess one of his fans sent a bottle of Hennessy to the front. And that's what we shouldn't have did. Oh, snap. <laughs> but by the end of the show, like... People kept jumping up on the stage. Security literally was like football tackling them off the stage. <laughs> like they didn't care. They was jumping up on the stage. Some little white boy passed me his phone and I pulled my titty out and put my titty on his phone. <laughs> now he won't. He's, he keeps coming to my fucking Instagram comments like, I got a baby mother new video. Follow me if you want to oh see it. Like, grow God. up. Everybody done seen my titties before. <laughs> that was the best show. That show was really fun. Was that Providence? Yeah, Providence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> Providence, I feel like they got good seafood, maybe? I don't know, but all I know is all they kept talking about, like, even when I pulled up Uber Eats, it was like, we got the best wieners in the game. Like, that's their thing. They brag about their wieners. <laughs> the fact that they say wieners. Yeah, is it, was like, it was like a hot dog spot right around the corner from us, and it was called something wieners. Nice. Uh, that's very Providence. Very, very Rhode Island. It was like, oh, shit, we at, we at Peter Griffin House. <laughs> um, <laughs> tell me about tour. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Tell me about what is it physically? I, l- I like hearing stories about like, because um, I didn't know how physically demanding touring was until like I'm talking to artists. It's like, yo, you have no idea. It's like a marathon that like you just can't get off. So like, do you do stuff? The like exercises? Do you have to like Yo, I probably yoga? need to start because <laughs> now I'm on tour in Europe. And Ooh. I just came home to do this show tonight and mm-hmm. then Bunneroo. And then I have like a week off and then I'm going back to Europe. But listen, like being on a tour bus and being on a tour in Europe where you have to catch flights every time you have to go to the city, two completely different things. Touring with Earl, it wasn't that bad. I, I don't remember. I remember being tired, but also it wasn't the same kind of tired. And also, like it was beds in the in the on the bus, like mm-hmm. we could sleep on the bus. It wasn't that bad. This shit, I think I'm traumatized from it. <laughs> Honestly, like I don't even like talking. I got shows coming up, and my fans be like, I can't wait to see you at this day, and my heart started beating fast. It's like, damn, I'm still not finished. <laughs> Being in Europe is so stressful because they don't speak English. And sometimes they will, Mm -hmm. but instantly when they realize, like, you're not from there, they be like, oh, you. And they treat you with, like, this weird kind of, like, disrespect, but it's not really disrespect, but I don't know. Mm -hmm. And then getting on the plane every fucking time and going in the airport. Airports are very stressful. Mm -hmm. They trigger the hell out of my anxiety. Even when you know you ain't got nothing in your bag, you still feel like you might have something in your bag. It's mm. like, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's the most stressful shit. And then airplanes, they not comfortable. Nope. Have to sit up. Your body, my body literally, when I got home, I got a real good foot massage and stuff, but my body still feels very stiff because mm. I haven't gotten like no body massages yet. Mm. My body feels stiff as hell. I just... <laughs> I don't know how I'm finna finish this, but I'm going to because I have to. Yeah. But tour is very, I said when I get off a tour, I'm gonna have to find like something to get into to keep my body like 
loose because mm-hmm. I didn't realize how difficult this was going to be either. Like, mm-hmm. it's very strenuous. Yeah, yeah the more, because I, I hear stories, I'm like, God damn. Like, he was like, yeah, I, I have to, like, get in shape for tour. Yeah, and then, like, performing every night, like, that shit is... <laughs> like, I know I don't be doing, like, choreography or nothing, but damn, like, getting on stage every night is some shit. Mm-hmm. It's definitely some, like, some shit you probably got to get in shape for. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about um, uh, what music are you working on now? I'm working on my album. It's called Motherland. Nice. When did you start that? I started that at the beginning of this year. Started working on it mm-hmm. in in January. Yeah. I'm praying there's an Earl collab. <laughs> I'm trying to get it. He's like, yeah, send it to me. But, he, but I don't know what to send him. Like, he, I know he not. I don't know. I don't even know what to talk about on the song with Earl. I would feel so awkward getting on there being all like freaky. And he'd be like, oh, yeah, free my nigga. Like, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know what to do. But he definitely said he wants to be on it. It's like, I will. And I was like, I'm not finishing, not turning my album, not putting it out until you on it. He's like, okay. But it's like, I don't know what to send him. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> when do you know? I guess when your album is done, when you start recording for your album, and then when do you know when it's done? I just write. Like I write and I record as I write. Like when I finish writing one song, because I write really fast. So if it's like if I record like one or two songs in a day, I can get like three or four songs written in a day. Mm. So and like even if I go to the studio and somebody just play a beat, like yep. It's done. Let's record. Mm. Give you about 10, 15 minutes and it's done. But how you know your album is finished? I don't know. That's why this album is not out yet. <laughs> I literally have 40 songs and I have to narrow them down. How hard is that? It's very hard. Like, it's so hard that I'm thinking that this album might fuck around and be like a double disc. <laughs> like, that's how hard it is to narrow this shit down. Is this when, I guess, your team will come through and be like, all right, you mean this may not fit, this may not, this may not be I don't even have yet. no team. Mm. I got to make this decision on my own. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is, is this usually like that? Hmm? I guess, is it usually you like yeah. this is? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm the captain of this ship. A&R artist. Yeah. That's, that is, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Do you have like a, a I imagine you like a, a chalkboard or green, like a whiteboard and have everything up and you're just no, looking at that's, it. No, that's why it's so stressful because I'm not even organized. I just, <laughs> like even sometimes my producers be so per- pissed off at me because I just wake up and be like, it'll be January the 1st. And I'll be like, hey, I'm dropping an EP on the 15th. Like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> it's like, I just give myself random deadlines. Don't even think about it. I just be like, okay, I'm gonna get this done by this day, no matter what. Yeah. And it usually worked. And then it almost works for this album, but I was like, nah, I'm gonna take my time and do this mm-hmm. right and let it be worth listening to. Cause not to say that the stuff that I put out is not worth listening to, but I wanna see how far I can really go with my shit. Yeah. I guess that sense of challenge, self-challenge. Yeah. Um, I guess why this album, Mother, and what's to be in my motherland? Oh, it's, that's my that's my world. Yeah. Motherland, yeah. What does your world look like? Because I definitely like like the wigs, the colorfulness. I think that's super dope, and it's like feels genuine. Yeah. You know? Like it's just like this is a this is just like this is how I am. This is who I am. Well, shit. <laughs> What does mother world look like? It's like badass kids in there, bitch. <laughs> Clothes, toys everywhere. Couple of roaches. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> and my friends. And I don't know. I just be in my house in my room. That's motherland. That's kind of just like the surface of it because it's just like then there's like the part. <laughs> The parts where I'm like sucking dick while I'm hanging from the ceiling type <laughs> shit. <laughs> and then it's like, for a while I'm smoking weed. Like, it's just different. It just depends on what day you come into Motherland. Yeah. What you gonna see? Exactly. <laughs> me, um, me and a couple of friends, I think one of the things that's super appealing about you that um, I just, I wasn't talking to with a bunch of people and it was um, how when you become a mother, people kind of want you to like, cut off half your life you know mm-hmm. it's just like you're no longer who you are you're now the mom you know and i just feel like that's unfair especially towards women just because you're a mom don't mean like smoking weed is done free it can't be know. if anything you need to smoke my weed because <laughs> kids is crazy and then like i feel like sexual desires have to be muted yeah. Um, you can't be dressed in a certain way. It's just like, I remember when Beyonce, what was it? Was it Beyonce? Like Beyonce was, uh, was a couple of years ago and she like had on like something. Oh, I'm, I'm messing up. But I remember she got called out, I think by the post. And it was just like, <laughs> um, someone called her out by the post and was like, look, how's a mother dancing like this? Shaking her ass. And I was just like, this is the most ridiculous shit ever. First of all, that shit really be racist. I don't think they do that shit to white girls. <laughs> I don't think they do. But also, yeah, it's like, that shit really do be racist because, I don't know, it's like, the black female body intimidates so many people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we can't, we don't even get to choose what to do with our own shit. It's everybody always got to tell us. I, like, I even think about like how when my baby girl was like one, mm-hmm. and I would post like pictures of her and her brother that she would have on the shirt. And her grandma would be like, you know, you don't need to post pictures of her online with no shirt. And I was like, she don't even got nothing worth looking at. And it's like, I don't like shit like that. Yeah, it's just very much like, why am I, of course, I understand my mother, but why do I have to like pretty much castrate myself as a woman? Right, you know? exactly. I feel like it has to be like 10 times more fucking scrutinizing as a black female rapper. Yeah. Um, what is the stuff, I guess, that you experience and how, and then... I started from there. Yo, I get like legit death threats from like hotel niggas all the time. It's always like, hotel. Women like you are responsible for the for the for the failure of the black community. <laughs> it's like damn for real. Like I don't have people send me pictures of like rocket launchers. Like we gonna blow your house up. Okay, mm-hmm. all because. I just be rapping about my pussy. I don't know why that pisses niggas out so much, but I definitely get a lot of hate for that shit. I get a lot of hate from women because they think I worship the devil. Mm-hmm. And that's their business. If they think that I worship the devil, that's fine. I've told them many times that I don't. I have explained metaphors and reclamation and all that shit to my fans. But for some reason, it'd be a few that slip through the cracks. They'd be like, oh, we just can't support this bitch anymore because she worships the devil. Mm-hmm. Knocking the shit like that. So it's just like, yeah, I'm always, they always, my, I let my little girl get orange braids one time because mm. she wanted to hear like one of the trolls and posted her on like my Instagram story and so many people was like, yeah, duh, it's, you don't need to be letting her put colors in her hair. That's so grown. I'm just like, how is it grown to walk around with orange hair? Like, that sounds childish to me, but okay. Yeah. Like, I don't know. But it's always people going to try to tell you how to be you. Yeah, I feel like it's a lot of outside insecurities, yeah. just like too like, loud. Nobody asked you. And then another thing about like the internet, people really be thinking just because they follow you that that's a relationship and that 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 you 
you know, fuck with them enough that they can give you unsolicited ass advice and shit like that. And I just be having to tell, I cuss my fans out all the time. <laughs> and it's like, I don't even be trying to be mean or rude, but y'all be being mean and rude. And I don't even think they realize how rude they be or that they be stepping outside of their boundaries. I'm just like, if this is not something that you would say to a person in real life, then you probably should have said online. Mm-hmm. It, it's a ghost. It reminds me of the conversation of like how what's going on with like young Miami says she's pregnant. It was just like, oh, her career is done. And then it was um, it's crazy. It was. Hold on. It was a huge, huge. Like, young Miami is pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, OK. I did not know that. Yeah. So, yeah, it was she denounced that she's pregnant. Okay. And then uh, people are just like, oh no, your career's gonna be over. Like, you're it not even career. that. It's just like, I thought we was having a, what, a high girl, high, high girl summer. summer. <laughs> <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's talk about that. We can't. I thought we was being hosed this summer. Like, <laughs> she pregnant. All the whole leaders is. is it's no. a lie. It's a lie. It's, it's a lie. Supposedly, uh, Megan's in relationship with. Yes, uh, I've seen that too. It's yeah. just like, nah. I thought we was being hoes. You know, it's okay. I got a man too. I ain't even gonna. <laughs> hey, see, see. But I'm pretty sure my man cool would be being a hoe. And I'm just. <laughs> it's a hot girl summer uh, publicly, but it's a boot up season. I mean, yeah, but I saw why is your baby pregnant? That's that's above. Like, get a man, don't get a baby. <laughs> So then now the funny thing about this is a joke was that city boys now guys are like yo <laughs> they're like we're just gonna get women pregnant and like lock them down a city boys tactic. they do that anyway <laughs> and don't even and don't even take care of the kid that's not a that's not like a threat mm. that don't sound fun to <laughs> me it's not fun it's not fun at all let's just give you just pregnant out so I'm like y'all do that anyway um but yeah I want to definitely talk about just like um. The difficulties because I see right now as a fan, it's like really great because there's such a variety of talented rappers mm-hmm. who are women and they're also getting light, like they're also getting spotlight. Because I feel like in the past it was always one at a time, mm-hmm. and now it's just like starting from Cardi B to yourself to Megan to Rico Nasty to it's just a so many artists right now that's doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it's overrated? Do you feel like it's just a show? I feel like it's a great period, but I also feel like people get into like these, like, like I don't know what to call it, like a niche. I don't know mm-hmm. what to call it, but it's like there's always this one thing that people flock to because it's gaining popularity and then you get like a bunch of false support. Mm. I don't like that. I don't like the fact that people think that just because we are female rappers that we have to all be like best friends. And like even me, like I, I'm guilty of that. Being like, why would y'all beef? We could all just make money together. And I'm also like, okay, but we are different people, and everybody don't get along. And mm. I, I respect everybody, but that don't, you know what I'm saying? Like people, like the fans push it. It's like you see us do something together one time, and it's just like we might have just respected each other's craft enough to do something together mm-hmm. don't mean we best friends people do too much and it makes shit awkward at least for me i'm mm-hmm. one of the type of people that don't like to be pushed into shit that's not really real for the sake of like publicity and like mm-hmm. attention like i'm not gonna fake a friendship with another female rapper just because i know it get me clicks and clout and, and i feel like i don't know if that's what a lot of the girls do but i feel like that's a thing that the fans try to like make happen that I'm not into. I really don't like to be bothered. It's just like, it's not no shade to nobody. I really just like to be by myself. Yeah. I don't like, it's hard trying to maneuver through like 
this industry because you don't know everybody's so fake and everything is so artificial so it's just like people will be real nice to you and they'll make you think that you know stuff is this way but they really just using you because you know what i'm saying they it looked it looked good to be friends with this person or it looked good but no it's like if i can't really talk to this person behind the scenes then that's not my friend that's my co-worker mm. and it's just like if you work at mcdonald's you know what i'm saying you ain't going home with the with the fry cook just because y'all work together like Y'all don't gotta be best <laughs> friends. It's it's just you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. I don't like it. And I'm not into. I'm not into it. But I'm also not opposed to like hanging out with people and knowing people, like meeting people and knocking stuff like that. But it doesn't have to be like that deep. Yeah. And people always try to make it that deep. It's like it's supposed to be about female unity. It's just like who said it was? Yeah. Who who why like why we just can't coexist? You know what I'm saying? Why does everybody have to be besties? You know? Yeah. I don't the, know. The That's just not way. natural to me. Yeah, because the, I guess because the pressure isn't applied to men. No, it's like y'all ain't telling Lucy and J Cole that they're supposed to be best friends. Yeah. It's just like they can equally cause this. Yeah. You know what's a good point because I feel like now that I even think about it. That is really a lot of, a, I guess, a fan's fault because we do push that pressure on you. Everything like, be the fan's fault. I be trying to tell them all the time, <laughs> everything is y'all fault. Y'all have these unrealistic ideas about what life is supposed to be. Y'all don't even adhere to these rules. You don't act like this. Why do you expect us to act like this just because mm. we artists? You wouldn't let nobody talk to you like this. Why do you expect me to let me let you talk to me like that just because I'm an artist? Like it's The fans are delusional. Yeah. And I definitely do agree because, like, they put this, like, idea and they impose it rather than just letting you be yes. and, like, letting sit come naturally. Exactly. Like, I can only imagine how many, hey, why don't you do a song with, uh... Yo. <laughs> I hate it. I cuss they ass out every time. And it's like, it'd be different if you just tweeted and was like, man, it'd be so cool if Baby Mother and so-and-so did a song together and you never tag me, never say, you know, and I just happen to see it. That's fine. But motherfuckers will really go out there and be like, yo, when we get in the at Baby Mother and at the Stallion collab and that shit pisses me off because I'm just like, first of all, I got anxiety. Mm. Thank about do not because I'm just like don't tag me in it and then like I know these people check their shit what if that bitch don't like me what if she don't think I'm a good rapper mm. what if she see that shit and be like and she I, ain't, I yeah. ain't gonna never do no sign with that raggedy bitch then I gotta argue with this bitch I don't wanna do that so it's like I hate it it's like putting people in a, in a, on the spot I don't like it and, and usually nothing happens but also I don't like that it mm. makes me uncomfortable and I never have liked that and I never will like it yeah no, that's a that's a good point because I definitely it can just go left like yes, so it quick. Can. Like, it just be like a, a retweet with a quote and be like, nah, and yeah. be like, and then this thing, you know, I gotta fight somebody because I'm not gonna let they hate me either. <laughs> Do you think you experience different also um, roadblocks because you're coming from the south? Yo, you know what? I was just talking about this the other day. Yes, please. Because. <laughs> I be, I be so confused and I hate to be the person that make like weird comparisons like this because I know everybody got their own route and their own way and their own path. But I was sitting up there listening to Key Glock's last EP mm-hmm. or a mixtape or whatever. And Key Glock is hard. Like hard Key fuck. Glock is really good. His beat selections are crazy. Like he really hard. And it's like the baby having his moment right now. But I feel like Key Glock is so much better 
the, the baby that I don't understand why Key Glock has not had a moment yet. Mm. And maybe he not trying to have a moment. Maybe he on the same shit that I'm on. But at the same time, I feel like that always happens to artists from the South. Like even your Gotti didn't get no real respect until he had a song with Nicki Minaj. Mm. And it's like... It takes a little bit more. It's weird. Yeah, it's really weird. Even when I look at Gangsta Boo and Lil Chad, I'm just like, yeah. nobody never mentioned them when they talk about like female rappers that paved, like they created, like paved the way for us. Yeah. I'm just like, Gangsta Boo and Lil Chad. It's Leche. so, so yes. crazy. And it's re- what's really crazy is like Southern rap is kind of the foundation of a lot of people's sound. Like, mm-hmm. Even like ASAP and them, they just Travis Scott and them, they just like recreate three six shit all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just like Lachette and Gangsta Boo was a part of three six, so it's just like just because they weren't the men, don't mean nothing. Like three six is one of the biggest. Like people still pull from three six. Even Cardi B got that song Bickin' Head. That was Lachette shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like I don't understand why. Like it's like they very dismissive of it's specifically Tennessee to me. It's mm-hmm. like. Yeah, we from the South. But I even feel like even people like Paul Wild and Slim Thug, they got they respect, respect. But I don't know. It's just weird to me. No, it is weird because as someone so I'm I'm from I'm born and raised in Jersey. Mm-hmm. But I definitely like when I was growing up, I'm just like three six was like when I remember when I first heard three six, I was like, Oh shit. Like I was like it was just change everything. Yes. And I was like, Okay, the South got something going on over there. And it's like it's the same feeling when I heard Ghetto Boys for the first time. I was like, oh, this is fucking crazy. And it's still like that to this day where, like, everyone, it's just, like, certain parts. It's, like, getting into Just Do, like, Atlanta and Houston specifically. Mm-hmm. But then there's so many other artists. So happy you say Key Glock because Key Glock is someone that's been, like, killing it. He has. And he's so it. good. And it's like, I don't know what made me because I, I really like Sense 6. I've always mm-hmm. liked that song. I had the whole EP on my Shit, and I never listened to it. Some just told me this dude, I was in a tub. It's like, first of all, this nigga clever as fuck. He funny. Like, his little bars be silly. Yeah. It's like, this nigga really hard. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out why ain't nobody fuck with. Like, some, it's even some people I'd be like, yeah, you listen to Glock. I'd be like, who is that? Even Dolph, like, like I don't understand yeah. what, what, what's not, what's not clicking. But it's also, but it's clicking to the south because I feel like it they is. can tour, they can tour yeah, anywhere. And exactly. Get out. But when they come up here, it's just I don't know. I'm the same way because I'll just be like, like what, like what's missing? And I can only imagine. Then also, I think for you as well, just like a, a coming up from Tennessee, Chattanooga. And there's only, um, and then everybody know Isaiah. And then, um, but then like, there's just a lot of history in Tennessee in general. Um, and there's a lot of history. And uh, like, with like, so there's a lot of history in Ten- there's a lot of history in the South in general. Yeah. But there's still like a, a like a roadblock if you don't come from Atlanta or Houston. Yeah. And then it's like, even with me, like, I feel like the only reason I bridged the gap to get to like where where people know me like in New York in LA and stuff like that is because yeah. I'm gay as hell. Like my first shit, like I was rapping off like house music and like mm. and like Vogue beats and that kind of shit like that. So mm. it's like I feel like that's where my reach came from, you okay. know? And it's like, I don't know. I don't know what it is either, but they need to give my people their flowers. Mm. Cause I think it's I do I think it's very strange. Now I'm now I'm interested. I'm I wanna see who's who's in the South you think is like, yo, these people are making some real ass music. Right now? Yeah. The Key South. Glock. Glock for sure. For sure. Um I like Asian doll. Mm-hmm. Um Schoolie. 
Schooly. I don't think, you know what? Schooly, like, they've been around so long. Mm. Schooly been around so long. Mm. And it's like, I can't believe he's still making music. <laughs> I really can't believe Schooly's still making music. I didn't really, un- like, know that. But mm. I guess, yeah, I fuck with Schooly. Didn't know he was still doing stuff. That's crazy. Mm. Um, Let's see, who else? Don't know. What is it? That might be like other than like Glock and Dove, and mm-hmm. then like I got a couple of homeboys. I got a homeboy named Swerzy. He from okay. Chattanooga. Nice. Really, 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 really good. Nice. Yeah, but other than that, like I don't honestly, I don't be knowing where these people be from. Also, because I remember we, me, Gangsta Boo, and La Chat, we all did a documentary. Also. I watched that. Yeah. Okay, Enrico was in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like she not from the south, yeah, so yeah. it was random. Like I don't be knowing where people be from because yeah. everything is just I don't know. Yeah. But. Would you ever sign to somewhere? No, distribution. Distribution. I want my own label. I was just about to ask. That's my next question. Yeah, I definitely want my own, and I want to be able to do it the right way. Like, what's the right way to look for you? Like, I feel like honestly, to for me to have a label to be signing artists, it would be fair. Like, I don't even know how it works. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure the labels that do label shit the way that they do it do it that way for a reason. But if it's a way that I could do it without having to keep on everybody's shit and like you know what I'm saying be able to actually help people because I feel like that's what you signing a deal for because you need help yeah so if it's if I can figure out a way to do it and be able to help people and still make money in the process then yes yeah that's how I want to do it what do you think is your biggest misconception of you me that if everybody think I worship the devil <laughs> <laughs> do people really do people really think that people think like they really think I worship the devil and it's so funny like people like I'm telling you like my shows have been protested before. Really? But yeah, like, it'd be crazy. Even, like, the Earl show, I don't think they had nothing to do with me, but it was a man out there, like, with a megaphone, like, you all, you all you guys are going to hell. Repent for your sins. And so I got out there and started twerking in front of him. And so it's like, <laughs> my mom is not talking to me no more because of that video. Like, what? everybody think I worship the devil. That's my biggest misconception. Oh, my gosh. Um, what is a hobby that you have um outside of music? Um, I like the I like to like what is a hobby that I have? <laughs> I don't even know what he's saying. He's, well, you can say it, you can say it, you can say it. Oh yeah, like okay, yeah, like skincare. Okay, I do that. I'm trying to open an apothecary. So. Okay. Because I really want to be able to help people in neighborhoods like mine yeah. have access to natural medicines okay. and like natural skincare products and stuff that's not going to kill them. And you know what I'm saying? Like, okay. And let's see. I like to paint, but I'm not good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like to draw. I've always drawn. I was actually went to school for fashion design. Okay. So it's like, that's what I really supposed to be doing. Yeah. But we going to get there. We going to get there. What's the do's and don'ts of skincare? I don't even know no do's and don'ts. I, all I know is do's because yeah. that's what I've been trying to figure out. But I've been learning a lot about chemical exfoliants lately. I've been using mm-hmm. um, hyaluronic acid as a moist, like as means of like moisturizing my skin instead mm-hmm. of um, like drowning my shit in like heavy ass creams and shit. Mm-hmm. And using like light oils. I found this oil called squalene oil, and it's very like lightweight. It's not heavy. But it's very moisturizing. Um, niacinamide serum is a really, really good serum that I'm into. It's it's like an all around good thing. Like you can't go wrong with it. It's, it's use it if your skin is sensitive. If you if it's mm. not sensitive, like. 
that's what I've been fucking with lately. I recently learned that you should be exfoliating, not just exfoliating, but put night cream on your neck yeah, because yeah, it's super yeah, yeah. sensitive. Yeah, you should definitely treat your neck just like you treat your face. <laughs> oh, what's your, some of the shows you're watching? What's something that you're addicted to right now? Yo, I just started, I don't even fuck with TV and shit like that, but I just started watching this fucking show on Netflix called The Society. Oh, I haven't like, I've been, I wanted to watch that. I hear about it's it. It's cute. It's like all oh, these poor little children is trapped out here. And their parents <laughs> left them. I don't know what happened. I haven't even gotten to like the end of the first season yet, but it's interesting. I like I like I like when people think of something that nobody's thought of before and yeah. make a show out of it and it's not corny. Yeah. Like the show is not corny. And I like it. I like that. And then what else have I been watching? I always watch, if I do watch anything, I like watching like true crime, like murder documentaries and mm. shit like that. But other than that, I'm always somewhere stuck watching Peppa Pig or The Annoying Orange. <laughs> you know what you may like. You will probably like this show on Netflix. It's called... Killing rating, killer ratings. Mm-hmm. It's about this dude in Brazil who was this politician slash game show. So he was like, you know, cheaters. Yeah. So modern cheaters, right? Mm-hmm. But instead of catching cheaters, they catch murderers. Oh shit! And so he would pop up to these scenes and like be like showing mad all everything. Like there were no FCC, so he showed the bodies. He'd be like, okay, like wow, should be happening. He'd be catching the people sometimes. They'd be on the show and then come to find out years later, he was accused of setting because he was always the first one to the scene. He was accused of the one setting up the murders. That's crazy. It's crazy. It's a crazy shit. I was like, oh. Wait, okay. So you remember um, the last season of American Horror Story? Mm-hmm. That kind of sounds like, because you remember the news anchor lady? She was like in on the shit. Exactly. Yeah, that's crazy. Exactly. Damn. That last season of American Horror Story was so well thought out and so cool. And everybody acted like it was the worst season. That was probably the best season. It had the most loopholes. And like, mm. yeah. I just got into American Horror Story. The one before it was the cult. Mm-hmm. The cult one. I was outside. Oh, this is crazy. Yeah. All right. And then the last question is: If someone asks you for advice, what would be the advice you give them? A new artist, be like, "Hey, how can I make it?" A new artist? Hmm. It's too late. <laughs> Stop trying to be an art. Now, just playing. <laughs> nah. If you're a new artist, like advice I would give you is to just like. Stop feeling like, stop, don't look at this shit as a competition. Look at this shit as an outlet. I feel like if more people look at this shit as an outlet than more than a competition or like a come up, then we would have a lot more genuine and authentic artists. You know what I'm saying? And the, and the art would be more genuine because even if you're not good at, at rapping, if you're just using this shit to get some shit off your chest and express yourself, then it would come out way more genuine than you copying out for the last nigga that got popping. So that's my only advice. Nice. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you. Well, that's today's episode of Mike Line, and thanks for tuning in. You can listen to more episodes of Mike Line and everything Hypebeast Radio at hypebeast.com slash radio. Subscribe to Mike Line on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to reach out to me on Twitter at ECM underscore LP and follow Hypebeast Music for more original content. Let us know who you like to have on the show. And thank you for listening to Mike Line.